Okay, Pushing Rubber Podcast, episode 98. This is Adam Piggott coming at you from Holland. Rainy afternoon here. Um, the cat's on a chair in, on, in front of the radiator just over next to the desk. Hey, cat. Hey, Juki. Hey, mate. There we go. Let's have a look. He knows his name. It's a good cat. I said, hey, cat. He didn't respond. I said, hey, Juki. Looked up. <laughs> there you go. The Duke. That is his name, the Duke, not Duke, the Duke. It requires, requires, uh, you know, the the, the article, the article. That's the grammar word for the. Um, Il Ducarino, I suppose, could be another one. Day before Christmas, I'm drinking a Weissen wheat beer. Weissner Hertogian. Um, I like wheat beer in uh, winter. Weird, isn't it? Because most people prefer stouts or dark beers or something like that, and they all they all go up. But oh, I don't know. I just find the the wheat beer much more refreshing, particularly on tap. Uh, I, I went out with a, a colleague of mine who's turning into a good a good buddy. A few weeks ago, we went to a bar slash pub thing after work. We went to order a beer, and he ordered a beer, and I said, I'll have a Weissen, because I had the Weissens on tap. And he, he looked at me and went, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have a Weissen as well. And we just drank Weissens all night. It was, it was great. And he was into it. He's like, yeah, this is good beer in winter. Yeah, yeah, this is good beer in winter. Anyway, um, beer's cheap here. Like um, a six-pack of, let's say, Heineken standard, you know, whatever beer down at the supermarket will be about... Three euros and fifty cents. Now, in Australian dollars, that's about five bucks, maybe five dollars twenty for a six pack. Um, a six pack of your standard beer in Australia is pushing fifteen dollars, I think, when I was there last. Um, beer is beer is so cheap here. The, the cost of living is actually quite cheap, which is nice. Um, so, I'm drinking a Bison beer. Uh, and I'm recording this podcast, and um, yeah, I've got a few things to talk about. Got a few things to talk about. I haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. Um, I've, you know, I've, I did the thing with Cappy, and then with a greasy pole last week with the great one. Um, but you know, I've got a f- um, few things to talk about. First of all, Christmas and New Year. Um, obviously, an incredibly shitty time of year for someone like me whose wife walked out of them two months ago. Um, but tomorrow morning, I oh know today's not the day before Christmas, today's the 23rd, today's two days before Christmas, isn't it? Uh, tomorrow's the day before Christmas, tomorrow uh, I'm jumping in the car and driving to Munich, just outside Munich, the other side of Munich, towards Austria, uh, in Germany, where uh, I have relatives there. Uh, my father's second wife, who's been with for 30 years, um, who's great, and, her, and I've got two sisters with um, her sister married a German guy, uh, and they have two lovely daughters. And then my, my one of the, one of my sisters is flying over with her boyfriend, who I've never met. Anyway, so we're all going to be there, and and I think that's really great. I need to be around family at this time of year. I can't be sitting at home here by myself, you know, crying into my porridge. Um, and then, so I'm there till the 27th, and the 27th, driving up to Italy, up to the Alps, to Val di Sole, uh, where I uh, spent so many years. Going to hang up there till the new year, or just before, 
Probably going to go somewhere else for, for New Year. Probably going to hang out with uh, the guy called Didi from my second book, The Italian Guy. If you guys have read Run, Guts, Pull Cones. If you haven't read Run, Guts, Pull Cones, why haven't you read right, Run, Guts, Pull Cones, you bastard? Hey, I noticed something interesting on um, Amazon, because I check Amazon periodically. Uh, my number of reviews have gone down. Like, I think I had 39 reviews on Pushing Rubber Downhill, and now it's down to 35. How does that work? I just delete them? Do people like go back and go, I don't want to review that anymore? Does Amazon, Amazon go through and say, no, we'll delete those ones. We can't let him have too many reviews. Um, I thought that was pretty weird. Don't know what's going on. So uh, drop me a review, guys, so that Amazon can delete them. That'd be brilliant. That'd be absolutely sensational. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, on the subject of books, I'm working on three books at the moment. Um, I'm doing a book also on um, my articles on the blog over the last three years, from 2016 to 2018, which, which has been going back through them really prolific. Um, I've got over a thousand articles on the blog. Um, and when you add that, add that up word-wise, it's, it's pretty close to a million words, um, which is like 10 books. It's amazing how it adds up. And I just, in case uh, my blog ever gets, you know, torpedoed by the powers that be. Um, well, I've got it backed up, so it's not such a problem. But I just want to, uh, what, I'm, what I'm going through is I'm going through and refining the more uh, important ones. Because now, like, a, an article of mine that goes well will get 25 to 30 comments. Um, and two or three years ago, an article of mine that went well would get one comment. So there's been a lot of stuff that I think people haven't read. Um, and so I'm putting it in different categories like financial stuff and politics and culture, uh, homosexuality, women, um, um, personal mail, I suppose, development, that sort of thing. Um, and I'm um, stretching out and kind of adding to just adjusting the articles somewhat, um, just to just to clean them up a bit. Though honestly, I'm pretty pleased with myself. Uh, a lot of them just don't need that much cleaning up as well. I'm just kind of expanding on them a little bit. Uh, additional thought processes, because um, the blog, of course, is a is a gigantic thought process uh, into my ideas and my views on the world, which people find entertaining, interesting, and helpful, which is fantastic. Um, so I'm not a parasite. Um, and I'm going to release that as, um, I think the next, uh, I should hopefully get it done in the next few months, if, if not quicker, um, and get that out. Um, so, uh, that'll be, I think the first book, uh, coming out next year. Um, I'm hoping to have, I'll be really happy if I get two books out next year. I'll be ecstatic if I get three. We'll see how it goes, okay? If I get one out, I'll be disappointed in myself. If I get none out, um, I think I'll just top myself. Um, so um, that's the, the kind of thing. And so stuff for you guys to look forward to that listen and follow and read me, um, which is brilliant. Um, hits are climbing on the blog. It's been going, it's been a pretty good year actually. This is the last podcast I'm doing this year because obviously I won't be doing a podcast while I'm away. Um, as regards to me personally, it's been the shittiest year of my life, obviously. 
Um, as regards to professionally, both with work and the art blog and um, the podcast and my writing and all that sort of stuff, it's been it's been excellent, outstanding. Um, I've had um, I think it's over six hundred thousand uh, hits on the blog this year, which is really good. <coughs> very very good. So it just keeps going up and up um, in fits and starts, which I'm happy about. Very, very happy about it. Um, stuff I want to talk about. Um, yesterday, I so I, well, I I'd planned to get myself a Christmas present um, because I finally, finally bit the bullet. I need glasses. What can I tell you? They're reading glasses. They're reading glasses. My hindsight. Apparently, I've got twenty four. 20 eyesight. I don't know what that means, but the guy, the optometrist said it was really good. Uh, and to only first need glasses for reading at 47, he said that was pretty good too. Um, but I've bitten the bullet, so I went down uh, almost two weeks ago, uh, 12 days ago to be exact, um, and I thought if I'm going to get glasses, I'm going to get good ones. Um, things that I can be really, you know, this is something I'm going to have on a lot, and I want something good. It's got to look good. Um, so I did a bit of research, and I tend to take care of things. I do take care of things. Um, I've got a guitar sitting here, leaning up against the wall that I'm looking at now, an acoustic guitar. I've had that guitar since I was 17 years old. It's in fantastic condition. I've got a pair of sunglasses. I've had them for almost 10 years. I look after stuff. I look after stuff. I buy nice things. I look after them. I think that's a real secret to life, you know, um, is to save your money. No debt, obviously. Save your money. Buy nice things, really nice things. And every time you, you, you use them, you, you really appreciate them. You get a little bit of pleasure from picking them up or wearing them or using them, whatever the case may be. Um, that's, that's, for me, the real... The real one of the real keys to life. Like you don't have to have a lot of clothes, but have nice clothes and look after them. Look after them. The, the key is to buy good. Save up. Here's the thing: save up. Do your research. Buy the good stuff. Look after it. There you go. You save money in the long run. You save money. You do. So the glasses that I went for are called Moscot. Um, and the Lemtosh glasses are the ones that I went for. And I went with the matte black yellow. Got like a yellow trim on them. Uh, really, 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 really sensational glasses. Uh, and I, that, you know, they're a bit pricey. But I thought, you know, this this is my Christmas present to myself. And after a shit year of her. And um, I'll have them for a very, very long time. So I want to I I have a nice pair. Uh, which I just explained. So I don't know why I'm saying it again. So I went down last Tuesday, so Tuesday like last week, not this week, went in after work, did the whole, you know, eye thing and they squirted stuff into my eye that was like air, Psst. that was really weird. Here, and look here and you will squirt air into your eye, what the fuck? Um, and I probably got 24-20 vision, sounds good to me. Um, what does that mean? Let's have a look, I can look that up, can't I? Let's, let's look up, let's look it up. Ah. 
Um, 20, if 2020 is perfect vision, what is 420? My friend always brags the 20s, but other posts, I'm kind of like being blind. What does that mean? It means your vision is higher than most. Ah. Uh -huh. I've always had really good vision. I have. Um, I remember as a kid, I was like 10 years old and waiting for the bus. Waiting for the school bus or the bus that were catching after school. So there were lots of buses coming through. Buses are coming from far away. I, I go, I go. I was like ten years old. I go to my, my schoolmates. Oh, there's our bus, and they're looking at me, going, "How can you see that? How can you read that number?" I'm like, "Because it's the, ah, you can't." Ah. So I'm Superman. Um, I've also got very good hearing too. I remember like six or seven years ago, which is amazing considering the number of rock concerts that I've played in, you know, and stuff like that with really loud shit, and the amount of oil and gas. Uh, offshore installations and gas plants I've been to, which are fucking noisy. Um, but I had to do a hearing test um, as part of a job thing. It was quite extensive. And they go in the room, put the headphones on, it's like, it's like you, you think you're hearing nothing and you hear like, and every time you hear the deep, you gotta press a button. So I came out, I did that, I came out and I said to the, the, the nice young lady, I said, how was that? Was that any good? Because I never tell you. Just tell me, was that any good? She goes, you're a fucking freak. <laughs> I was like, all right, there we go. I'm a fucking freak. Um, so anyway, yeah. Get in the glasses, go in there. And um, I said, how long will it take? And they said seven days, a week. And I was like, shit, yeah, shit, yeah. Fuck it. Because that means I can take them, easily make the week and easily take them away with me uh, on my, you know, week holiday, Munich and Italy and those sort of places. And it also meant that I could, I could comfortably read because it's, I just, I haven't been able to read at night. Um, and because it's just, it's just a bit tiring for the fact that I'm having trouble reading, reading because I have to hold it away from my face now. Um, and I love reading on holidays. I really love reading, and by reading I mean books, and by books I mean in your hand, you know. Um, and so I was really, really happy about this. I was like, yeah. Um, so that was last week, and Tuesday this week came around, and, and they were gonna they were gonna send me a message when uh, when it, when, it, when they came in and they'd got them ready and blah blah blah. Um, and Tuesday this week rocked around and hadn't heard anything, and then Wednesday I hadn't heard anything, Thursday I hadn't heard anything. So Thursday afternoon, I, after work, I rang them up. And I said, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted those glasses to come in. And the, and the girl, and I, this is, they were really, really great. They were lovely. There was a, a guy, probably a bit older than me, and, uh, and a girl a bit younger than me. So a man and a woman. Blah, blah, blah. And they were just really good customer service, really friendly. I instantly got on well with both of them. We were, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it was like, I really had confidence in them. When they said a week, I was like, well, I took them at their word because you know your business. I don't know your business. You know your business. If you tell me it's going to be a week, I believe you. I didn't ask for a week. 
I didn't ask, but once they said a week, I did all the calculations and worked out I could get them before Christmas. So a Christmas present, a, and get them before I go away, even better. Um, fantastic. So they set the expectation. They set the expectation for me. So I ring on Thursday and it's like, oh, they haven't come in yet. And I'm like, well, you said it was going to be a week and it's now nine days. So, and I got two working days that I'm going to be here, Friday and Saturday. And then if they're not in by then, I'm not going to be able to get them. And the, and the, and the girl was a bit like, and by girl, I mean, she's probably in her mid-30s. She was like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I could I could send them an email and find out. And it's like, so you haven't found out? You haven't? I don't know. And these, by the way, these are these are pricey glasses. I don't know how many people come in and buy this type of glasses very often. It's basically the best one they have in their store, you know. Um, it's I, I kind of got the feeling that they, that they just sent the order off and kind of forgotten about it at that point. So annoyance factor was there, and also the the dread realization that it's not happening. I'm not getting them before I go away. Um, so I said, look, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods because I got my hair cut on Saturday and coincidentally the hair, the barber that I go to is right next to this optometrist. So I said, okay, I'll come in on Saturday afternoon and we can see what they are. Okay, great. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she brings me back like 10 minutes later. So I put, I put the fire up their asses. Ten minutes later, she rings me back and goes, oh, we've contacted them. They've definitely sent them. They've been sent. Ah, great. So yesterday, Saturday, which is now, hang on, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 11 days after I went in. So almost two weeks after I went in. And remember, they said it was a week. It's a week is a long time in optometry. Um... I go in, I go in the shop and she smiles at me, but it's one of those artificial smiles. It's like the nervous smile. And I was like, I just knew straight away. Because if she had them, it'd be like the big smile, like, oh, I'm so happy to see you because we got your glasses. And I just knew that the glasses were not there. And she goes, no, they're not here yet. And I'm just like, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, in the past with stuff like this with retail, I'd hide my disappointment. I wouldn't complain. Now, now I don't do that. Now I... Now I let them know that I'm not happy. Uh, I don't yell or scream or anything like that. I'm not petulant. I'm not unpleasant. But I'm also not... I'm not going to let them off the hook, if you know what I mean. And I'm just like, well, that's... You said a week. And she goes... And then she starts on the excuses. Yeah, but it's Christmas. And I just said, oh, oh, listen. Uh, last week, last Tuesday, when you... Uh, when you said to me that it was going to be a week at the most, um, I'm assuming that you calculated the factor of the time of year that we are in into your own calculations. It was your calculations that gave me. I didn't say all of this, but you said it was going to be a week. You know what time of year it is. Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I said to her, look, you set the expectation for me. This is my expectation now. If this expectation was unrealistic, well, that's not my unrealistic expectation. It was your own. But the person now who suffers is me. This is my problem. And she goes, no, no, it's my problem too. And I went, ah, no, I don't think it is because uh, I walk out the door and I still have this problem. Uh, I walk out the door and you don't have the problem anymore. And the look on her face was like as if someone had just shot a bullet right between her eyes, which meant on target, 
over the target, whatever you want to call it. I didn't yell, I didn't scream, anything like that. I'm just saying it as I said, yeah, no, it's my problem. It's not your problem, it's my problem. She goes, and it's 2 o'clock or 2.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. She looks at her watch in desperation and says, oh, you know, they might come in by 4 o'clock today. They might still get delivered today. If they do, do you want me to call you? And I said, well, they won't, but sure. Why don't you call me if a Christmas miracle happened? Needless to say, a Christmas miracle did not fucking happen. I don't have my glasses, uh, and I'm going away without them, and I don't get my Christmas present on Christmas, and... Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit pissed off, as you can probably tell. Um, and I think the thing that pisses me off the most is because the initial consultation, which was the first time I've ever been to their store, but I went to the store because they're the ones closest stockers for this brand of glasses that I wanted, the Moscots. Um, the initial consultation was so good; they set the bar so high on my first uh, experience with them at their um, at their shop that when it all went to shit like this. It's like falling off a cliff. I mean, if the original if the original experience had been mediocre, had been average, nothing to write home about, but nothing to complain about, well, I'd be disappointed, but not as disappointed as I am now. Um, I, I seriously now now I doubt that they even put the order in the day after I went there for the consultation because I was at the consult I did the consultation on Tuesday afternoon right before they shut. But now I doubt that they put it in on the Wednesday. I doubt it. I think they kind of went, oh, yeah, oh, we got there, we'll get to that. I also haven't given them any money yet or signed anything for it, and these are, uh, like I said, they're pricey. And theoretically, I could pick them up in uh, Italy while I'm over there because I know a shop that's got them. I know a shop that's got them. I'm tempted to do it, but I'm just not, I'm just not a prick. It's, it, 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 it holds against me sometimes. So my parting thing to her was, uh, she's like, oh, you know, they could come in by four o'clock today. And I'm like, do you want me to call? I went, yeah, but if they don't, then I'll see you after New Year. And the look on her face said it all. It's like her face fell. You know. And needless to say, I didn't hear from them. So, um, yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Literally, thanks for nothing. So anyway, um, customer service. Customer service, ladies and gentlemen. What is customer service? Customer service is realizing a customer's expectations. And if you, as the retail operator, set those expectations yourself, uh, well, you should, you, should, you should follow up on them. You should come through with them. And if you don't come through with them, if you look like you're not gonna be able to come through with them, then you contact the customer before they contact you two or th- three days after you haven't come through with them. So if it's getting to like six days and you said it was going to be a week and there's no fucking sign of the glasses and you, and, you, and you contact the distributor and they're not there, then you contact the customer and let them know. And that would tell me that you're onto it. It's like when I used to run bars and restaurants, you know, and I used to train the staff and I'd say, look, I've got a busy restaurant here, we'll get them seated fast, Get a drink on their table fast. And what, well, And here's what I mean by that. You take the drink order, you take that order to the fucking bar, and you keep an eye on that table and that bar. And if after five minutes those drinks are not on that table, you better follow it up. Because I tell you what, as a, as a, as a client sitting down in a restaurant or a bar and you've ordered drinks, 
If those drinks go out to you fast, you relax. In fact, the meal can be late after that, and it's okay most of the time, because they got the drinks fast, and they know that they're being looked after. But if you fuck up the very first order, you never recover from it. No matter how good the food is, you can have the best food in the universe, but if you don't get, if you don't follow up on that drink yourself, if the customer has to ask you, where are our drinks? Eh, you get the best food in the world, it's all gone to shit. You'll never recover, ever. Unrecoverable. That was basic staff training. Basic staff training. And I did some consultation for hospitality places in the past back in Australia. And I, I just say, oh, you, know, you did a concert, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. And what I'd say, all right, look, I'm, I'll, I'll eat in your restaurant. Unbeknown to your staff, I won't even come in. The first thing I'm gonna do is come in, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna have a, a meal in your restaurant. And then a few days after that, we'll have a meeting with all the staff and I'll talk about it. And geez, this is probably 95% of my consultancy was following up your drink. Amazing but true. Which was why those, uh, about 25 years ago, those point of sale electronic ordering systems started to come in. Ridiculously expensive. I mean, like, restaurants and bars already have the worst margins in the world, but you want to introduce uh, a hugely expensive electronic system um, instead of buying pads of paper and pens. So before where your ordering system probably costs you 10 bucks a week. Now you want to buy a system that costs you 50 fucking thousand dollars and because you can't afford it, you're going to rent it at an interest rate. Oh my God. But here's the worst thing about point of sale. The worst thing about point of sale is when the, 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 the staff member takes the order at the table and presses the button send. At that point, psychologically, they're not responsible for the order anymore. It's someone, it's some other staff member's problem. That's how the system works. And if it doesn't come out, they don't follow up on it for the vast majority of time unless they're an exceptionally good staff member, which means they've already been trained, which means you didn't need someone like me to come in and fix the problem for you. If it's a, if it's a piece of paper and a pen, they, they write it down themselves, that's there's an investment, and then they have to take that piece of paper to the bar or to the kitchen and physically hand it over. So there's like a there's a point of contact between the customer and the bar or the customer in the kitchen, and that's the staff, the, the wait staff member, the waitress there, right there. There's your point of contact. And so they walk in with the order for the food, chef, here you go. Hey, by the way, there'll be a conversation. Oh, these customers are a bit tricky. Could we get this a bit sooner? Rah, rah, rah. Boom, boom, boom. And because you've got personal responsibility, then you follow up on it. If you've been trained correctly or you've got half a brain in your head. Um, seriously, like, like, like restaurants and bars that are having margin problems, the first thing they could do is get rid of their point of sale. That's the very first thing they could do. Just get rid of your point of sale. Notepads and pens, people. Notepads and pens. Oh, but we won't get as many orders through. Uh, yeah, you will. You will if your staff have been trained correctly. Um, and more to the point, uh, your customers will be happier. Because, by the way, 
flooding your kitchen and bar with orders all at the same time because you can electronically do them really fast doesn't get the drinks out faster. It actually causes them to get out slower, less customers happy, rah, 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 rah. But it seems so cool. Oh, yeah, press a button. <laughs> Pay 50 grand a year. <laughs> Fucking moron. So back to my retail optometrist. They set the expectation for me. I expect them to hold to that expectation. And I didn't have that expectation going in. I didn't have that expectation going in. It wasn't there. But as soon as I said it, instant calculation in my head, fantastic, I'll get my own Christmas present before Christmas, cool, I should have them right now, fantastic, and I'll have them when I want away. It's just, boom, instant. You just set the expectation for me. Fantastic. And I, and, I, and, I, and I clarified, I was like, really? Only a week? And they were like, so cash. Like, yeah, of course. Okay, okay, your business, not mine. Your business, not mine. Your professional optometrist, this is your shop. Looks like you've been here for years. Great shop, great products. You have the Moscot ones, which are actually quite hard to find because it's a very, you know, uh, particular type of, uh, of eyewear. Brilliant, fantastic. I trust you. Fool me. Fool me for trusting you. Fool me that you knew what you were doing. Don't I look stupid now? Don't I have the problem? And that's what I meant when I said to the lady, no, actually, when I walk out the door, I still have the problem. You don't. So that's a bit of a pisser. Of course, it also coincides with the fact that I'm in Christmas and the wife left me two months ago. And this is the first year in 11 years that I'm not celebrating with, with her. Um, I'm very happy she doesn't have a social media presence. That's all I could say. Um, it's lucky I don't have a social media presence either. I do have a Facebook account, but uh, no, no, the last time I posted the fucking thing. So with the mood that I'm in right now, um, I think my behavior in the shop was actually very restrained. Lucky the shop's still standing, to be honest with you. I didn't get a nuclear on their ass. Medieval on their asses. Anyway, other news. Let's move right along from um, optical disappointments. Um, been hunting again. I've been three times now. Um, and I didn't go yesterday because I just had too much to organise, like glasses, uh, before I go away tomorrow. But uh, the week before we went, we got 28 hair and uh, um, I actually, uh, I, got, I got legend status in the beta ranks because uh, I spotted a hair camouflage lying on the ground about 20 feet in front of me, um, threw a bit of clay in its general direction, hit it in the head on my third shot, which caused it to run around in circles, and then I threw my beating stick and clobbered it right behind the head. At this time, it really was running around in circles, and so my, my colleague from work who was on my... My, my, on my left-hand side, went, well, I better shoot the fucker now, boo. Uh, so I got legend status. Afterwards, he, he tried to claim that, uh, that it had already been shot, which is why it was running in circles, but I know better. Oh, yes, I know better. Um, it was probably already shot, but uh, I still look pretty good. Uh, we got 28 hair, two, two walks across the field. It was a very cold day. It was like zero degrees centigrade. Beautiful weather to be out there. The wind was pretty, pretty horrific. Um, and I just love walking across the European uh, farming field at the end of autumn 
uh, with a purpose to shoot things. It, it kind of gives me an appreciation for what the Great War was actually like. I reckon I would have enjoyed it. I reckon I would have gone fine, apart from the dying bit. Apart from that, I think I would have done really well. Um, but uh, I've got a real killer instinct, I've discovered. Oh, and I killed my first hare, because we got uh, my, guy, my colleague on my left shot one, but he didn't kill it, and I had the stick, so he said, you sure me to do it. you got to hit it uh, <clears throat> in the back of the neck, below the head there. <coughs> so I did that, whacked it good. First shot. They kind of scream like a baby. Which was a bit off-putting the first time, but yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, we were, all, uh, we were all back at the hut afterwards, standing around, having a beer, um, waiting for the presentation um, of all the hairs that we got. We got a lot. And there was me, there was my colleague who's Dutch, and then there was an English chap there, and my colleague's brother-in-law, who's American, from Boston, who's lived in Holland for 20 years. And the four of us were standing around having a beer and outside and chatting, having a good old laugh. So we got an Australian, an American, a Dutchie, and an Englishman. And uh, at some point, someone commented on it, and I said, uh, I said, well, this is the kind of multiculturalism that I like. How did that go down? How did that go down? It went down very well, indeed. Throated, hearty laughter from everyone present. Appreciative, throaty, hearty laughter from everyone present. Um, and uh, it's good to be in such good company, is all I'll say. That, that's the real multiculturalism at work. A Dutchie, an Aussie, a Pommy, uh, and an American, a Seppo. Um, Lovely stuff. Just the kind of multiculturalism that uh, re hits my approval rating. It's uh, what that was. So I was very happy with that. I was very happy with that. Um, and the hunting's been great. I took the I I, I, I I took one hair. I could have got more, but I just took one. And I dashed home because I wanted to get to the local butcher before he shut at six. Um, in which is in quite a, a a fairly big shopping area. So I'm walking through at five thirty in the evening with this hare, freshly killed hare, in my grasp, and it was a it's a, they were big hares. Right, this is like a s small medium sized dog type hare. Um, the and this is in suburban Holland now, <laughs> and hours drive from where we went hunting. Uh, to say to say I was getting uh, weird looks was uh, underappreciating it. Anyway, the, I got close. I got close to the the butcher, and to my horror, I saw that the um, the lights were all off. I was like, "Oh no! What the fuck am I going to do with this hair?" Um, and they shut at five. They didn't start to shut at six, and it was five thirty. But they were in having a final beer. And they know me very well, so I, 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 I knocked on the window and they all looked at me and, and they were kind of like, you saw, what the fuck are you doing here? And then I hold up the hair with a big grin on my face and then there's like, you see six butcher employees kind of draw back. They're like, what the fuck? So they come and they open the door in, I go. I'm like, yeah, I just got this, plonk. And the butcher, uh, older guy called Jan, is like, what do you want me to do with that? And I was like, oh, I hope you've got a better idea than I have. 
Um, anyway, they were great, and they hung it in the shop for um, three days because he said this time of year it's cold. We want three days for it to uh, for it to um, get nice and uh, soft and tender. And then they butchered it, and I picked it up yesterday, frozen. Um, it's just missing. He, apparently, it was shot in the shoulder, so it's missing a bit of a leg. Um, but there's a good must be two and a half kilos, I reckon, of hair there. Um, and I'm going to take it with me tomorrow and cook it up for my relatives in uh, Munich with the fam. I'm going to cook them hair. They don't know it yet. I've also picked up a huge round of uh, Dutch cheese and the local uh, waffle delicacy, which is known as strop waffles. I've got 10 packets of those, so I'm going to throw them at everyone uh, in Italy and Munich uh, on the holidays. So that's my that's my cunning plan. Also beers. I've got I've got uh, gift packs of boutique Dutch beers, um, and I bought a nice bottle of whiskey as well, which I'm going to take on my holiday. Uh, and I've got some cigars. I'll take my humidor with me. Um, I knew I was in with the shooting club. Two two ways I knew I was in. The the hunt master requested my contact details from my colleague. He told me that this week at work. I was so pleased, and. The head beater, the really scraggly old guy who I talked about in the hunting podcast, he gave me a cigar last time I was there. I've got it here. Um, and this is going to be a bit hard to read without glasses. Fuck's sake. Hang on. Let's get this light here a little bit. Davidoff, um, Anniversario. It's a Davidoff Anniversario. Cigar. Smells fucking amazing. Smells just like Davidoff R. Um, it's absolutely monstrous. It's about a Churchill size. Oh, it's beautiful. And that's um, that's going to be one of my holiday smokes, without a doubt. Uh, so uh, I'm taking... I've got, I've got about five or six cigars I think I'm taking on holidays with me. So that's... Um, that's that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be good. Very, very good. So he gave me, that's probably a 50 euro cigar too, so. It's going down well at the old hunt thing. And next year, my um, uh, one of my um, um, goals is to get my hunting license here at Holland. It's a 10 month course in Dutch, in Dutch. So when I go away for the holes, I'm taking my Dutch grammar book. So goals for next year. Here we go. 2019. This is going to be tough. As in, 2019 is going to be tough. Not tough now to think about it. All right. At least two books. Learn Dutch. Get that knocked out. Get my uh, shooting license in Holland. Um, buy another house. <laughs> because it's all gone to shit with the wife. So I need to, you know. So I've got to move again. Um... And professionally um, solidify the position that I've spent this year creating. I've worked my ass off, um, done really well professionally at this new job. Um, they love me. I love them. Looks like I'm off to Louisiana the end of January for a couple of weeks now. Uh, they did originally want me over there for some months, but... It looks like it's only be a couple of weeks, which is better, I think. Uh, and I just want to get my situation sorted out here. It's a bit exciting, too, in the sense 
for the house that I've got my pick of Holland within driving distance, reasonable driving distance of where I work. Um, and I'm probably going to go for the north, north of Amsterdam, because you've got what's known as the Runstad and then the Green Heart in Holland, and you've got the cities of Amsterdam, and then to the east there's Utrecht, and then and then and then to the the southwest there's De Hague and Rotterdam, and they kind of form this circle. And so anything in that the real estate in that circle is just that's the most expensive real estate in Holland because you're close to all of those cities. You can if you you can work in any of those cities and your commute is basically the same, about half an hour, and that's. Where I am in my house right now is, is literally 35 minutes to Amsterdam. Um, probably about, yeah, the same to Utrecht. 20 minutes to the Hay, 30 minutes to Rotterdam. So it's quite, it's the expensive area. Um, and, and, we, and we picked this area because it's close to where my wife grew up. It was all part of the thing. But now, you know, I've got my free pick. Weirdly enough, just north, well, it's not weirdly enough because just north of Amsterdam, obviously you're not within driving distance of those other cities. Uh, you get about 20, 20%, 25% more for your money than you do in the Runstead. Um, and there's some great spots up there just on the beach. I'm already house hunting as we speak. So, uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the goals for, for 2019. Um, Chick-wise, whatever, not even, not even thinking about it. I'm not even really interested in sleeping around, to be honest. I'm just so over the whole chick thing. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, which is good, because when you're not looking for it, that's when it tends to just rain down on you, right, Juki, huh, sleepy cat, don't start bothering me now, I'm doing a podcast, the fans depend on me, mm. fans, followers, whatever, what do you call yourselves, I don't know, um, I've got some other notes here that I wrote for the podcast. Uh, letting the phone ring out. I was having this discussion with someone the other day um, about when I was growing up, the phone would ring and my dad would be busy or something like that. And I'd and I say to him, are you going to answer the phone? Why aren't you answering the phone? He goes, I'm busy. And I'm like, but the phone's ringing. You've got to go answer the phone. And his attitude was the phone's there for my convenience, not the other way around. And I like that, um, which is why I don't carry my mobile phone around everywhere with me. Um, I, ha- I really hate how people are addicted to these things. I have a BlackBerry. It's like a five-year-old BlackBerry. I've got no idea how most of the stuff works on it. I can check my internet on it. I can't do anything else. So while I'm away, I'm not going to be able to... I've got articles going up. I've programmed in. But uh, I'm not going to be able to, you know... Um, approve new commenters or something like that. It's not going to happen. And I was going to take my laptop with me, and then I was like, nah, not doing it. I need a break. I needed a break. Break from the whole thing. Um, And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a break. Um, All right. Shout-outs. Captain Cappy. Um, He's gone on a break as well. He's off down to Las Vegas, I think, or somewhere in the south, uh, away from the snow. He's going on vacation. Um, but he's got his arsehole consultancy business going while he's away. So check out Captain Capitalism. 
www.blogspot.com for all of your asshole consulting needs, as well as his books, um, his podcasts. Um, big sponsor and supporter of myself. Excellent, man. I hope very much to catch up with the Cappy when I'm in the US uh, next year. Um, and uh, this has been Adam Pickett, Push and Rubber Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Please subscribe to my blog. You can grab my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill and Run Guts Pull Cones on every online uh, retail outlet you can think about, as well as any on any bookshop that has you know a real retail presence. Go in there, you can order my books. Just make sure they set the correct expectation. I think I'll call this the expectation episode. Um, Merry Christmas to all of you. A very hearty Merry Christmas. A very religious Merry Christmas. Um, And a Happy New Year. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to me this year. Thanks for all the support. Um, Particularly as regards to my personal circumstances. So many of you have sent messages of support in various formats. Um, And... Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, even just listening to the podcast as a form of support. The the episode I did on the breakup is uh, got the high, one of the highest listened to episodes. So I see those numbers and I know you guys are supporting me, even if you haven't specifically sent me a message, which I wasn't after. I'm, I'm just saying thanks. Most appreciated. Um, you guys have been great. And... Um, Here's cracking on for a awesome 2019. Hope it's going to be sensational. Ciao for now.